Welcome to the Moses Lake Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. This episode is brought to our church by our youth and media pastor, Robert Elliott. We hope that this message will be an encouragement to you, and we would love to hear how God used it in your life. This is 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse number 1, uh, and that's where we'll be at today. Um, and I'm thankful for this opportunity to be able to preach and uh, get up here. Um, and uh, so thank you, Pastor, for allowing us. And uh, so it's not uh, my number one favorite thing, to be honest, uh, to be up uh, in front of people preaching. But when I get the opportunity, I take it um, seriously. And, and I'm, I, it's a privilege. I know that. And so uh, like many of you probably in this room, you don't love being up in front of people. That's me. I, I, I do it, and I, and I love being able to study God's Word and to sharing God's Word, and so hopefully that's something that will take place tonight and will be uh, something that you can walk, you'll have something that you can walk away with uh, at the end of the service. So uh, 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse number, we'll just start in verse number 1 and read down to verse number 2. It says, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus, and the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men, who shall be able to teach others also. In uh, verse number two is really where we're focusing tonight. And, uh, the, and it says, In the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men, who shall be able to teach others also. Let's go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for this church. Thank you for the friends that we have here and just the, the community and the family that we have uh, to get to be a part of. Uh, thank you for bringing each and every one of us here tonight, and for those that are at home on, uh, watching online or wherever they may be. Uh, thank you, Lord, just uh, for your goodness to us and giving us uh, not only salvation, but, Lord, just uh, friends and uh, co-laborers and um, mentors in the gospel, Lord, and just uh, be others that are an encouragement uh, to us in our, our walks with you, Lord, and thank you for uh, the camaraderie, camaraderie that we have in the gospel, and it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Have you ever taken a good look at your kids, and if you have kids, and notice similarities, or maybe you've taken a good look at your parents, and you've seen similarities uh, in you, uh, and you might see Many of those things would be called would be genetic in the sense that you have the same hair color or you have maybe the same eye color. Uh, you maybe you have weird things like I have I have like a crooked toe and Addie has the same crooked toe and just like uh, just there's just like weird things like that you notice uh, and, and in your children or you notice in your parents. Uh, and I mean Weston, we're, we're not we're not sure yet. Uh, my father-in-law, he's colorblind and his. His grandpa was colorblind, I think it was, and it, it like skips a generation. Uh, so we're 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 wondering like, because Weston is not doing good at colors. I mean, he, by this point, he should have some of them nailed down. But uh, there's some of them that I'm just we're like, is is he colorblind or not? So uh, we we will we will find out for sure or not if he has if he has any kind of colorblindness uh, that has been passed down from his grandpa because it's supposed to like skip a generation in the male child and something anyway. But uh, we'll see we'll see if it happens. Uh, those things happen naturally. Your children, your grandchildren, or, or uh, they they are passed down naturally, and uh, you inherit those things. And uh, your kids end up acting like you have similarities. You notice like. Things they do, it's like, 
I did that. <laughs> and they're doing the exact same thing. Uh, and I notice that even with my kids now, uh, it just, it's, it's amazing uh, just how, how we pass things on to our kids. Uh, and there's other things that really that's, that's much more important that we do, uh, that we do pass on. Uh, and that, that uh, we pass on to others that are around us and that are in our family, uh, that are in our sphere of influence, that really are much more important than just genetic hair color or whatever the case may be. Uh, we, we pass things on uh, uh, to those that we are surrounded by, those that we spend time with. Uh, really, we, we should mentor those around us and model what it means to be a follower of Jesus. Uh, and really, that's what this whole message is about, is about the idea of discipleship and just really just being somebody that passes on what you have in Jesus to others and, and, and tries to model that along the way. And, and we'll, we'll talk about the correlation between teaching and modeling uh, what, uh, in this message as well. Uh, and so we need to adopt the mindset as Christians that being a Christian uh, and being a disciple uh, is, is not, not solely about you personally just following Christ, but it's also about, the, it's about passing on your commitment to others uh, and, and uh, to the next generation of disciples. It, it's not just about you. It's about the others that, others that surround you, the, your fr- family, your friends, your, uh, your, uh, the people that you're surrounded by, others that can be touched by your influence uh, and realizing that we do have an influence. And so, uh, so as we jump right into this message tonight, in this, into this passage in verse number two, we find, find first of all that you must first be a disciple yourself. Uh, in verse number two, it says, the things that thou hast heard of me. Uh, Paul here is writing to Timothy, uh, and w- what I want to notice really, first of all, is that Timothy had to be a genuine disciple himself, uh, and it, it, Timothy had to absolutely, it says right there, he says, the things that thou hast heard, the things that thou hast heard of me, uh, and Timothy must have first of all been a recipient uh, in order to ever pass on something, he, he himself must have it. Uh, and uh, Acts 16, it tells the story of Paul and then how he met Timothy. He went to the towns of, of Lystra and, and Derby, and he found there a young man. His name was Timothy, and he was there with his, his mother and grandmother, uh, and, and, uh, and they, they were all Christians, and uh, we find out that Paul chose Timothy to go with him wherever he went, and, uh, and uh, so he did. Timothy, what he did is he packed his bags and, or whatever he, whatever he had, and he, he went with Paul everywhere. He got to be under the ministry of Paul and, and got to see Paul as he went to different towns and preached and, and went to uh, different churches and ministered. And, and he was there, and he got to hear uh, the teaching of Paul and, and, and be around him day in and day out. Uh, Timothy became Paul's disciple, going with Paul everywhere uh, he went and listening to everything he taught. Timothy was first of all a disciple himself. Uh, he, he was put in the, then he was put in the position of being a disciple maker. Uh, this is what God wants for each of us. He wants us first to become disciples. Uh, in, in Matthew uh, 28, uh, we see the Great Commission. Uh, when Jesus uh, gave a command to his followers, uh, it, it was his last command. 
Uh, it was his last command to his followers to go and basically make more followers, to make more disciples. Uh, and in, in, in verse number 18, it says, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Uh, go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Uh, amen. And uh, you might have heard the saying that Jesus' last command should be our first priority, right? Uh, it, it was, his, it was his, his last command to us. And is it a priority in your life? To, to go and, uh, and, and to tell others about Jesus and also to train them and to, te- to teach others in the way of following Jesus and what it means to be a follower. The Great Commission, uh, I asked, is it a priority in your life? And in order for this prior- priority to be a reality in your life, uh, you must be a disciple yourself. And the, the, the Great Commission isn't only instructing you and extru- instructing me and instructing Moses Lake Baptist Church to reach people with the gospel. It is. It absolutely is. It isn't only instructing people to, bring, to tell others about Jesus uh, or bringing people to Christ or evangelizing the lost or whatever, however you want to word it. it. It isn't only about just bringing people to Christ. What it's, that's, that's in there. That's, that's a big, huge part of it, but that's the first part. But the second part is instructing people in discipleship, is, 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 is bringing people along and helping them get in a deeper understanding of who Christ is and what he has done and what, what that means for you and me. Uh, it, it's, a, it's, it's a lifelong journey of just training people and sharing God's word. That's, that's what this Great Commission is all about, is, is telling others about Jesus and helping them grow in their relationship with Jesus. And uh, that should be taking place day in and day out. If you look... Uh, if you break up, break down the, um, uh, those verses I just read to you, what Jesus said, uh, it, it talks about uh, first, um, it, it, says, it t- talks about how we should uh, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you. If you look there, uh, it, it talks about baptism. That's, baptism is often called the, the first step of obedience. Right? As a Christian, uh, that should be our first step, just saying, God, I want to follow you. I've, I trust you. I trust you for, 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 for salvation, and I tr- trust, uh, I, I'm placing my faith and trust in you alone. And as a Christian, the, the, it, it, the Bible talks about how people went and got baptized. They, you, sh- you should get baptized and just recognizing that, that, that uh, you're, just, you're, sh- you're showing that you, you have trusted him, and, that, uh, and it's, you're, you're just, it's a testimony to others. Uh, and uh, baptism is that first step. But it should be the first of many steps. It should be the first of, of, of a lifelong journey of following him. And, uh, and so uh, of discipleship. And, uh, and so uh, we, 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 sh- we should, uh, teaching, it says, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you. Uh, and so that's just a lifelong journey of following him. Uh, and so a, a disciple isn't only one who has accepted Jesus. A disciple is a follower is a student, is a learner. Uh, and so when, when Jesus, I mean, you think about it, when Jesus was beginning his earthly ministry, uh, he, what did he do? Uh, I mean, what was the, some of the main things that took place right when Jesus was beginning his earthly ministry? Well, he went out and he found some men. What do we call them? The disciples. 
or the, 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 the label, another label is, is the apostles that, that, that he, uh, but, but really he called these, these, uh, these disciples. And, and he, uh, he went out and he found 12 men from different walks of life. And he went and he, he, uh, he, he called them to, to follow him. And, and, and he, for the next three years, he spent his life with the, these men. He spent his life day in and day out traveling and going wherever they went, spending time on boats and, 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 and going. And, and, and uh, Jesus went healing people and then doing miracles and just, just doing amazing things. Uh, and Jesus spent his life with these men, pouring his life into them, teaching them and, uh, and, uh, and helping them along the way. And uh, although we uh, cannot literally walk with him today, we, through his spirit, have also been called to live the life of a disciple. You know, the call of the disciple is to be with him. It, the, the call that's on your life to be a disciple is to be with Jesus and to know Jesus. That's your call. That, that's, that, that is the definition or the, or the call of a disciple is just to be with Jesus and to know him. And, and uh, in, in Mark 3, it talks about how and he ordained 12 that they should go with him and that he might send them forth to preach. He wanted them with him. He wanted these men to spend time with him, to learn of him, to, to, uh, to get to know him on a personal, uh, intimate level, and also so that he could send them forth to preach so they could know him and also work for him. And uh, in Matthew 4, 19, it says, and he said unto them, follow me, follow me. I, I want you to be with me. Follow me, and, and I will make you fishers of men. And uh, in, in 1 Corinthians 1, 9, it says, God is faithful by whom ye were called unto the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. You know, me and you, we are called to that same, we have that same call in our life to come be with Christ. Just as those disciples spent day in and day out eating and, 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 uh, and listening and just fellowshipping with Jesus Christ in the flesh, we too are, we have that call in our life to spend time with him, to, to, uh, to, to fellowship with him, to uh, get up in the morning and, and read his word and to spend time in prayer and to, to, to learn from him and, and spend time hearing preaching from his word, to be a disciple and, and to follow him wherever he will take us. And Jesus has called us to his side, but not simply just like these, uh, just, to, just to put us to work. His call is first to get to know him, uh, to have an intimate fellowship with him, to enjoy him. This is first, and listen, it's totally necessary. Uh, the, if the disciples were to have lost interest in Jesus uh, as a person or as a friend, they would never would have continued to walk with him. If, if, if the disciples no longer were interested in even uh, in, in having conversations with Jesus or they were, they, they were tired of it or whatever the case may be, they would no longer be with Jesus and they would no longer be working for Jesus. And if we have that same call. We are no different. And we, the more time you spend with somebody, the more you get to know them. And, uh, I mean, think about it. I mean, me and my wife, we've been married about eight, almost eight years now, and she knows me very, very well, more than any person in this room. And guess what? She still likes me, which is amazing. Uh, and she, she does. And uh, she knows all the, everything that there is to know. Uh, and it's, it's, it's uh, yet she still likes me. And I, that surprises me a little bit. But, uh, and, uh, you know, but the more time uh, you spend with Jesus, 
you'll, you'll know this, that he's perfect, and he is, he is everything you'll ever need, and he, you, you cannot know him enough. Uh, you cannot know, know him enough, and uh, he wants you to spend time with him. And, it, and he wants you to get to know him just like these disciples. And, and the more, t- more you get to know him, uh, the more fellowship you have with him, the more you'll want to be like him. The, the more you'll, you'll, want, you'll want to have his characteristics, the more you'll want to, to, to show his love to others, the more you'll want to be, uh, live out the life of a disciple and a follower of him. And uh, if, if we are to continue our fellowship with him, to grow deeper in our relationship with him, only then can we begin to look like Jesus and to act like Jesus. So the life of a disciple, we are to be disciples, first of all. And uh, we, we are to be a disciple before uh, we can make the next commitment is for you to make disciples. If you are, if you are a disciple, then you can make that next commitment to make disciples. Uh, in, verse, in verse number two, it says, uh, right in the middle, it says, The same commit thou to faithful men. The same commit thou to faithful men. So, how does, how does this happen? How does discipleship or this this committing to faithful men take place. The same, that which you have heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men. How does that happen? Well, these two words are the, the, the title of my message, mentoring and modeling. And, and we're going to look at that. Uh, it, first, the first step or first uh, part of this would be mentoring. Uh, discipleship happens when we share the truths of God's word when some, with someone else. It's pretty simple. It, when you take God's word and you share it with somebody else, it may, maybe through a memorized verse or it might be through a truth that you've heard in, in, in a, a sermon or uh, it might be from a truth that you, you've read and you've studied out in your own time with God. It might, it, it, you're taking God's word and you're sharing that with someone else. And, and that, that, that's when discipleship happens. It, 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 you know, it could happen uh, in, in two different ways. Really, I guess many different ways, but I'm going to break it down in two different ways. Uh, it happens in formal settings. It, happen, it can happen in formal settings. Uh, you know, God has allowed our church to have some awesome people uh, and some people that, that get up in the, uh, during, uh, and I'm not sp- speaking of myself here specifically. I'm, I'm speaking of others in our church that get up in, in, uh, on a Sunday morning, like our pastor, and, 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 and preach God's word. And, uh, and they, they, they study and, and they, they spend time, uh, sp- spend time in pouring into the God's word and preparing a message so that we can li- sit and listen and, to, uh, and, and, uh, and learn and grow. Uh, and be challenged from God's word. Uh, and, and that happens on Sunday morning, Sunday night, uh, Thursday night. Sometimes we have special services going on. Uh, that happens. And some of, some of us in our church and some of you in this room are, have been gifted and are, and are, are teachers of God's word. And that could be on an on adult level in, in, uh, in some of the classes that we've had in the past and in, in that we, we, we still will continue to have uh, or, or maybe even on a, on a preschool level uh, that you're, you're getting and you're, you're sharing God's word and you, you do that so effectively. And we're so thankful for each and every one of the people in this church that are involved in that. And God has blessed, blessed many people in our church with that ability. And I'm thankful for that. And some of you maybe are in this room or on list that, that, that God has given you that ability and maybe you're not using that ability. You need to use it. And you need to... to to say, I know I'm willing to, and I need to take the steps in order whatever has to happen. I want to start using the gift that God has given me, and, and I want to start 
being involved in sharing the, the truths of God's word with others. And, and it's, it's, it's a great way. Uh, but teaching and preaching in formal settings, that's not necessarily for everyone. And, uh, and I, I guarantee you, uh, not everyone in this room is, 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 uh, is going to be used in that capacity. Uh, and and some, some, most, some of the people in this room will say, praise the Lord. Okay, I'm, I'm glad that's not going to happen. I'm not going to get up in front of people and, and, and teach. Uh, and some people might say, I'd rather die. Uh, than get up in front of people and, and pre- teach or preach. Uh, and that's not me, but I'm, uh, that you, I used to be very close to that. So, uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, if, you, if you are a teacher or a preacher, use those gifts. You know, don't be content with where you're at. Develop them and, and, and uh, study God's word. Don't be content with the study that's been done or things that you've done in the past or how God's used you in the past. Uh, you know, uh, ask God to use you in a greater way. Ask God to, 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 to help you to learn and grow and so you can better teach, so you, could better, uh, you can better help others uh, with the, the, the word of God and, and uh, communicate more effectively. Um, and don't be content with what you've done. Uh, but be faithful to study, faithful to teach, faithful to preach. And if you believe God wants you to use, in that, use you in that area, be faithful to that and be involved in those areas. And, uh, and that happens. And so those are some formal ways also in our church we have, uh, we have discipleship, one-on-one. Uh, just, just really it's a Bible study that takes place. And some of you in this room have gone through uh, our discipleship uh, I guess course. It really, all it is is just a Bible study that where uh, somebody uh, is, is is spending time with somebody else and and just going through some of the awesome truths of God's Word and just lo- learning more and studying and and kind of developing a really great some good, good habits in, in learning God's Word and and that's an awesome t- awesome thing and that's scheduled. That's sometimes it's like uh, you, you hear. You find out that, that uh, someone's new to our church, maybe just accepted Christ, and, 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 and somebody that's gone through and, and, and gone through the study, uh, it, it t- takes that person and is able to meet week, every single week until the end of the course and, and is able to, to, study, uh, to study with them. And, and, and then that, next, that person's able to do the same thing with somebody else. And it's a great thing. It's a great thing. Uh, so that's a one-on-one Bible study. Uh, and... Those are some of the formal ways that, that it takes place. It's planned. It's it's prepared. Uh, it, it's you know people are are s- s- sitting down on, on in, in the middle of a week or thinking what am I going to be preaching? What am I going to be teaching? And asking God to to work in that way. Uh, but you know there's there's another way that the sharing or the the the, the sharing of God's word takes place, and that's more informal. Uh, and really, uh, this is it's it's many times that. This, this should happen, and it does take place. Think about this for a minute. Uh, specifically, actually specific and smaller, cer- certainly a smaller amount of people are involved uh, in this formal, uh, a formal way of, of sharing God's word, uh, in, in teaching in a formal setting. Uh, and not, not as many people, but certainly every Christian can and should be involved in sharing God's word in an informal setting. I don't know if I said that clearly enough, but uh, certain people get up and teach, and certain people get up and preach, uh, and and that's it's it's a smaller amount of people, but every single Christian should be involved in sharing God's word, at least in an informal setting. Uh, the vast majority of Jesus' time with his disciples, it wasn't formal. 
It wasn't uh, a service like we'd sit in here like, like, like we are right now. It, it was uh, most of the time that Jesus was mentoring these 12 men really was just day in and day out. It was on the road to some place. It, it was sitting down for a lunch or a dinner uh, and just talking, having a normal conversation, and God, God uh, Jesus in the flesh was uh, God in the flesh was giving uh, these men uh, uh, truths that 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 were such a help to them, and that they would one day pass along to somebody else. and uh, And so, um, that it was most of most of it was informal. Most of most of the time that Jesus mentored these men was just an everyday conversation. Jesus spent most every day uh, for three years with these men. And guess what? That took a lot of time. Uh, that took a lot of his life. Uh, that, the, that was uh, much of his, his time and effort was poured into these, these 12 men. And, and these men were different because of that. And these men were then able to, to, to one day uh, to take what they've heard and had heard from Jesus and then and give that to somebody else. And let me tell you that the only, the only way discipleship or mentoring and modeling, the only way that's ever going to take place is if time is involved. Uh, your kids, your, your friends, your, the, 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 your, 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 the people that you want to invest in, that you know that God wants you to invest in, the only way or ever, uh, that's ever going to take place is if some time is involved. Uh, in this world that we live in, there are so many things that, that pull for your attention, that, that, that occupy your time, that just really just grab your attention. And, and without even knowing it, you, you spend so much time, and I spend so much time on things that don't matter. And yet we need to realize this. There are some people that need our investment. There are people that need us to pour into their lives there are children that need your time, and, and often it's not, it's not always a serious time. It's not always a, uh, it, you, need to, you need to look at this verse right now, and you need to read what this Bible, what the Bible says. No, it's more of just, just pouring your life into them and loving on them and, and, and showing what the biblical characteristics and showing uh, what Jesus has done in your life, and, and it takes just time, and it takes a, a parent or a an adult or a, a young person, a teenager that just says, "God, I want to, I want to be, in, I want to invest in, in this person. I want to be, in, I want to be used uh, to disciple this person, to to mentor and model uh, what you've done in me, uh, in this person." And uh, th- there are there are those conversations. Think about this for a second. That maybe aren't planned uh, in an informal way. Uh, they they're with your friend, okay, or maybe a coworker. And, and it's just, you're, you happen to be out, out to eat or maybe uh, getting a coffee or in a car taking a trip. Uh, and, uh, and it's those times that, you know, God will bring to, bring to your mind or really uh, the Holy Spirit will work in your heart to, to, to start, start up a conversation about whatever it may be or maybe something is said. And, and, uh, and you need to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit, willing to be led by him and say what he would want you to say. Uh, and it's, it's those times that are, are great opportunities, and, or maybe sometimes it's those, you need to create those opportunities. Really, it's just, um, man, I, I can tell this person struggling. I can tell this person is, uh, could use some encouragement right now. Maybe I can ask him if he wants to grab a coffee, or maybe I can uh, create this opportunity for me to be able to have a conversation with them. And uh, I mean, with families, 
uh, moms and dads, grandmas, grandpas, you have a huge responsibility and opportunity to invest God's word into your kids, to, to disciple them, uh, to mentor them. And the most of the mentoring that takes place is very much, uh, like I said, informal. Uh, it sometimes maybe in, for some people and for many families, it would be in a way of like a, a Bible time or a, a, a uh, Bible story time with them, uh, family devotions. Uh, and do you have those? Do you, are you creating those opportunities to, 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 um, to invest in your kids? Uh, or, or do you ask your kids about what they learned in Clubhouse Kids? Uh, do, you, do you talk about what happened in church? you talk about what pastor preached or what you, what you just heard on your way home from church? Uh, are you using those opportunities that, just th- that you have, those small moments, to invest in your kids or invest in those around you? Uh, even maybe it's, it's not with your kids. Maybe it's with a friend as you are, are finishing going, going, going home or taking off, uh, talking about what you've been around. I mean, we spend, we spend an hour and a half on Sunday morning uh, under the preaching of God's word and around the fellowship with, with other people. Uh, but does it affect any of our other life? Does it affect any of our other, uh, other relationships in our life uh, enough to, to talk about it? And um, so uh, you talk about those things or do, do you share thoughts from your own time in God's word with your family? And, and so... Uh, use, use, the, use those opportunities that God gives us to in, in, engage and invest in, in our families, in our friends, coworkers, and, uh, and, and look for those times. So that's, that's the mentoring portion. Really, that, what that has to do with is teaching, is sharing, or, uh, or just giving what God has in, in, in that way, teaching or, or sharing. Uh, the other side of the coin, I guess, would be modeling. Modeling. What that, what that means is this, living what you preach, leave, living what you teach, not just saying one thing and doing another. Modeling uh, is just practicing what you believe, practicing what you want them to believe. And uh, those of you that are parents, have you ever noticed how observant your kids are? Have you ever noticed what they pick up on? Uh, and even with my kids, Adeline and Weston, uh, it's amazing just how much they just want to do and be like their mom and their dad. Uh, I mean, Weston, he's, I mean, I've been in this long, long process of, of working on our house and just doing different things and went from one room to another to another room, and now we're in the kitchen, uh, working on the kitchen. And Weston will follow me around with all my tools, and he'll take them all out of my tool bags, and he'll, uh, he'll try to drill holes in my cabinets. And, uh, and, and, and really, he just thinks he's doing what Daddy's doing. Uh, and I mean, I was underneath the house working on the plumbing, and he, uh, I had no idea. I, we have this little crawl space. It's like only like two and a half feet tall or two feet tall. And I was just working away, and I turned around, and Weston was right there, right there next to me, uh, wanting to do exactly what I was doing. Uh, and he, he's watching us, and he's watching me. Just, just, just he wants to be just like me. And, uh, and that's, kid, parents, your, your kids are watching you. Uh, others are watching you, uh, and even if you don't know it, uh, they're, they, are, they are watching you, and they're seeing, uh, seeing how you act and seeing what you do. Uh, the Bible says in Matthew 14, Jesus says, ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. People should be attracted by the, the, the light of the, of, what we, uh, of the way we live and the words we speak. 
whether we like it or not, people are watching us. And in their seeing how we respond to the ups and downs of life, uh, children are watch, watch adults and they imitate what they see and they repeat it, what they hear. Uh, and our words and actions, are, are they something that you want repeated by those that are following us around? And, uh, and think about that. Our friends, our neighbors, coworkers, family members, and classmates, they are watching us. And what evidence do we offer as that we are a Christian? Are responses any different from those of, of, of people that do not know Jesus Christ? Um, and it, not, not, not only are non-believers watching us, but so are other Christians. People who are new Christians often look to more mature Christians and kind of how to, what to do. And they're just, just wanting to learn. And do our words and our actions encourage and build up other Christians? So mentoring and modeling. One doesn't work without the other. You, you, can't, you can't just teach, 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 and not live, 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 live out. Uh, it doesn't work that way. You have to mentor. Uh, if, if you're mentoring, you have to model what you teach. And they, they work hand in hand. And so I, I challenge you to, to recognize those in your sphere of influence. Think about those that you could impact and, or, or really those that could be in your sphere of influence. Uh, when Jesus, I love the story, uh, when he went to the, to the well, uh, and he met a woman. Uh, the Bible talked about how he must needs go through Samaria. I, I like that phrase because really Jesus and his omniscience, he, knew, he knows all, he knows everything. He knew exactly who would be there at the well that day. He, he decided he would go there. It, it was not accidental. It was not, it was just, it wasn't just, it didn't just happen. No, Jesus, he went specifically to that well in through Samaria to meet a woman. Uh, basically to, 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 to help her to understand that, that, she, that he was the Messiah. And she turned to Jesus and she, she recognized that she was a sinner. She re- Jesus told him, told, told the lady uh, all, the, all the things that she basically, she, she, uh, that she was uh, the, 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 the man that she was with then wasn't her husband and the seven uh, men. She, I mean, basically, the whole story, uh, I'm messing it all up. But, you know, she, uh, she, she, she recognized that this was the Messiah. And one of the point I'm trying to make here is that Jesus made a specific appointment that day. He, he decided, I'm going to go there so I can talk to this lady. And the same thing needs to happen with us. Uh, sometimes we need to recognize there are people around me that I could have an influence on. There are some opportunities that I could I could take when just by recognizing I can have an inv- I can invest in others around me. Uh, I, God has placed me in this church for a reason, not just to come and sit and leave and 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 be here and be gone, uh, but God has placed me in this church so that I can have impact on others, and and so it's recognizing that, and we too need to be led of the Lord and follow Him, and. And his example to influence those that could or, or that could be or that are in our sphere of influence. Uh, this generation that's coming up of young people, they need Christian love and leadership. They need parents uh, that will mentor and model what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ. They need teachers and helpers and friends to come alongside them and show them what the Bible says and how they can put that into practice. Uh, they, they need to know the truths of God's word and see that the faithfulness of people who love God week after week after week. 
And, you know, in, in Titus 2, the, the Bible puts it, the older or uh, the aged actually is, is the, 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 the term, the aged men and women. Uh, I, I, didn't, I didn't say that. The Bible did. The aged men and women uh, need to teach the younger. And uh, those with more birthdays need to teach those with less birthdays. And, uh, and really the, th- the, ways of God, the ways of God and to, to instruct them and to, to be it basically to mentor and model what, how to follow Jesus. And it, that's, it, it's a biblical model just to, to recognize, hey, I can be an influence on those that are younger than me. And guess what, teenagers? That means there's a responsibility to listen, to, 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 to recognize there's those that can be an instruction to me. Uh, there are those that I need to listen to and to give my, uh, give my ear to and, and listen to what they are saying so I can follow their instruction. And because they've been through it, they, they, they've, they've, they've lived life longer than you have. And so I, I should listen to them and, uh, and model and mentoring uh, what is called discipleship. And, uh, and so, uh, so not only should we be a disciple, uh, for, we must be a disciple and then, in order, and then we should uh, disciple others, but then uh, we must multiply disciples. And this is my last point, but also it's, it's extremely short. I didn't develop it, okay? So <laughs> uh, it is very short. Multiply, multiply disciples. And what happens is uh, it says, uh, who shall be able to teach others also? In verse, in, and that's what it says, uh, that, uh, that we should, uh, let's go back here. I mean, let me read, I don't have the whole, all right, right here. So it says, uh, the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful Men, who shall be able to teach others also? Uh, you got to ask the question, if I were gone right now, would this process continue? Uh, with those that are in my sphere of influence, those that I'm, I, I desire to mentor and model, to those that I, I, I want to be in, involved in discipling, if I were gone, could this process continue? Uh, could those whose lives I'm influencing keep this process going? In Mark 15, it says, And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Uh, think about the younger generation for a second. Are, are we doing our part in, in, in uh, mentoring them and model, modeling what it means to be a follower of Jesus so that they could take what, what they've learned and do it with others? Uh, could, could they go and be, the, are they becoming the, the next generation of leadership in the church? In, uh, in the Bible, not the Bible, the, the, there's a quote that says the gospel is only one generation away from extinction, or Christianity is only one way away from extinction. Uh, it's because of this truth right here that that is, that that is true. Uh, because if, you, if we are gone, could this process continue? Have we done enough to, to mentor and model what it means to be a follower of Jesus in this com- next com- coming generation? Am I, am, I, am I discipling others? Am I showing others in my family? Am I showing my friends and my neighbors, co-worker, or coworkers, those that I spend time with, what it, that I'm a follower of Jesus, and, you know, this is why. Uh, and this is what I believe, and this is why we follow Jesus. And the key word here, and I'm done, is intentionality, is being intentional about it. What would it look like if every follower of Christ in our church realized that God has placed those in their lives uh, for a reason, that those that are in their life for a reason. 
and, and, that, and that God has placed them uh, in their lives, and we should live for a purpose. Uh, and this concept of, of mentoring and modeling, it's not a new thing at all. I mean, you've, we've heard it before. We've heard the idea of it, and our, I'm glad our church and our, our pastor does an awesome job of challenging us to, 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 to look out and to look, uh, look around and to, to be involved uh, in, in other people's lives and to, to share God's word with others. It's not a new thing, but tonight the commitment of being a disciple and discipling others needs to be renewed in every single one of us. It is not something that just happens. Uh, it needs to be it's something that's in, it needs to be intentional. Uh, like Paul and Timothy, this statement should be able to be said of us. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Can that be said of you? For those in your family, those that you're, you're surrounded by, can that be said of them? Are we doing our part in, in winning others with the gospel, teaching them the truths of God's word, and helping them to be able to do the same? Thank you for listening to this message. We hope it's been an encouragement to you. And if you'd like any further information about our church, we'd like to encourage you to visit mlbc.church.